Assalamu alaikum Welcome back to the Fiqh of Love. My name is John Fontaine, and today we have another episode with Sheikh Dr. Muhammad Salah. Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you, John? Yeah, alhamdulillah. Thank you for joining us again. You're most welcome. SubhanAllah, last episode we were speaking about the importance of studying this topic of the fiqh of love, learning about marriage, especially looking from the Quran and the Sunnah from the Islamic perspective, you know, how this can help us become a better spouse, how becoming a better spouse can help the whole family and also this, the Islamic or society. the Muslim society as a whole. Correct. And how, you know, it can have bad effects, negative effects uh, on the whole society, you know, when when the, the marriage doesn't work out or when, you know, the family is not uh, taken care of. We also spoke about the importance of duties, you know, taking on your duties, looking at your own uh, duties as a Muslim, especially within a marriage. Before inquiring before, about your rights. Yeah, before uh, demanding yeah. Uh, <laughs> your rights, as they say. Um, SubhanAllah, in this next episode, I want to speak to you regarding what is love? You know, we, we're speaking about the fiqh of love. From an Islamic perspective, what is love? And, you know, in Islam, what is love? <laughs> <laughs> I love you for the sake of Allah. <laughs> How is that? <laughs> That's good. What do you mean by that? <laughs> yeah. Love is an emotional inclination towards somebody. And uh, it is so many different categories. The most common of that is love due to liking or appreciating the characters and the talents uh, of somebody so even uh, even if the look is not that attractive uh, but you still like that person because of their qualities uh, and this is uh, the, the the true love and there is uh, another sort of love which you can actually call it uh, rather lust mm. lustful love which is based on uh, the sexual appearance, mm. you know. So the person may fall in love with uh, a girl because she is, for instance, wearing a very revealing clothes mm. or the way she uh, exposes herself, okay. Mm. So it's love as well. They call it love. But this is not really the true love which uh, would lead to forming a blessed family, of course. Yeah. So we, we have... Uh, in, in, in the Quran, it spoke about love in many places, directly and uh, indirectly. And now we're not talking about loving Allah and loving His mm -hmm. Messenger, Sallallahu mm -hmm. Alaihi Wasallam, and the believers loving each other. We all appreciate and, and, and assume that all the believers uh, understand the importance of that. But uh, in this uh, context, we're talking about love between a man and a woman. So uh, let's check out uh, the first category, uh, which we uh, refer to as... Uh, the true, the love. true love. Mm. You know, incidentally, just before we go there, subhanAllah, you know, love in, of it, in and of itself is actually a proof of Allah. You know, because, you know, from, from an atheistic perspective, there is no love. Mm. It's just chemical reactions in yeah. the brain. Yeah. But subhanAllah, you know, when we're speaking about the topic of love, we must always be reminded, you know, that subhanAllah, Allah is the root you know, of that love. Yeah, you know, by the way, whether the, the true love or the other lustful love, it is something out of the control of the individual. We just know, uh, we just need to learn how to behave about it, to go about it, 
from an Islamic perspective. Uh, take for instance, the Quran tells us about when uh, Moses, peace be upon him, fled from Egypt and he ended up in uh, uh, Madian. Um, and he saw a lot of people, uh, they were, um, you know, piling up over a water well in order to fetch water for their cattle and for themselves. Uh, and he found two girls were waiting a distance for those people to finish so that they can uh, fetch water for their cattle because their father uh, is an old person. Uh, and he asked them, what is the marriage? He said, they said, we cannot compete with those muscular guys. We've got to wait until they finish so that we can uh, uh, water our cattle. And our father is an old man, so he cannot come, and that's why we have to come. So he fetched water for them. He helped them out. And uh, after he did so, he just uh, sat under the shade of one tree not awaiting any appreciation or thank you or, uh, you know, winking with the eye or saying uh, you're really nice man, none of that. Then when they both went home, they spoke to their father, whom according to some of the narrations was a prophet. And uh, they said, one of them said to the father, Ya abat istajir, inna khayra man istajarta al al amin Hey dad, why don't you hire him? We don't have a man in the family, you're old, and we don't have a, fa a man to help us. Why don't you hire him? He's indeed the best one to hire. He is strong and he is trustworthy. How did you know that he's trustworthy? I can tell you figured out he's strong because, oh, he uncovered the lid of the water with one hand. Many people would need to move it. Mm. So he showed strength. But this is concerning the power and strength. What about the uh, honesty and trustworthiness? How did you figure this out? She said, you know, when, uh, when you send me to ask him to come home so that you can reward him, because he seemed like homeless. Her father sent one of them to call him home. And the Quran says, walking with shyness, with modesty. You know, you can recognize the person who's modest from the person whose eyes is grown while they scan you from head to toe. So she was very uh, modest. Yeah. She's a shy girl. Very rare to find such a girl nowadays. My dad is inviting you to reward you for watering for us and fetching water for us. She said, okay. Well, he's homeless. He doesn't have even a bite to eat. So now he wants to go with her to her house. He doesn't know the house. So she's supposed to walk ahead of him to lead him home. But he doesn't want to walk behind her in case that the wind will blow her dress while she's walking in the footsteps that he would, you know, accidentally see her feet or her body. So he uh -huh. asked her, why don't you walk behind me and just direct me? Say, go right, go left, throw stone here and there. So the, the, the behavior itself, that he doesn't want to see her walking in front of him. This is the characters and the etiquette of a very modest man. Moses was prepared to be a prophet. He wasn't a prophet yet, okay? So when the father said, how did you know that he's trustworthy? She told him. 
So immediately he figured out she liked him. Mm. And he's likable. You know? How to go about it? The father said, he took the initiative. إِنِّي أُرِيدُ أَنْ أُنْكِحَكَ إِحْدَ بْنَتَيَّ هَتَيْنِ عَلَىٰ أَنْ تَأْجُرَنِي ثَمَانِيَ حِجَجْ Immediately, he's the one who offered him to marry one of his daughters. This is, a, you know, a long story, maybe to be discussed during the dowry, the engagement, yeah. and the actual wedding, and the proposal. But this is an example of the true love, mm. which is based on qualities, good characters, and nice attitude. This is a good lesson as well to the parents as well. Of course. You know, on, on how to actually help your children get married. I find a lot of the problems today with, especially the youth, especially, I would say, in the West, because I know the West, is a lot of parents make it very difficult for their children to get married. I know, and they end up destroying them, destroying their future. Some of those kids actually take their lives because they're stuck between the, 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 the love, which we acknowledge, and they're afraid that they would displease Allah because the parents said no. And guess what? For no reason. In many cases, for no reason. Perhaps because one of the parents or both of them are kind of cultural. So they want the girl to marry her cousin back home. Yeah. Or somebody from their culture, uh, same complexion, speaks their mother tongue or whatever. And that is not necessarily the case in, in Islam. The Prophet ﷺ said, if the man who's proposing mm. is good, Two things, the religious commitment and the amana, the trustworthiness, the manners. Right away, pick up the offer. Do not turn him down. Because if you do not pick up the offer, it will cause a lot of corruption and mischief on earth. Mm. And wallahi, I'm an eyewitness to that. So this is the first example we mm. said. Uh, we can give many examples. For, for Do the you have sake any of more time, examples yes, of, of course. the true but, love? Yes. But for the sake of time, I'd like to give an example to uh, love, which is not actually love. Rather, it's lust. In Surah Yusuf, the Almighty Allah tells us about a very strange case. Strange back then. Nowadays, it's very, uh, it's very common, unfortunately. Imra'atul uh, Aziz, the first lady in Egypt who had become a foster mother to Joseph, Yusuf, peace be upon him. He was extremely handsome, no doubt. But hey, you become like his mother. You raised him, actually. He mm. came as a child and you raised him. You brought him up. The Quran says, In Surah Yusuf, in other dialects, So now, the ayah, this ayah is giving us a typical example of lustful love mm. and how to go about it if you are a true believer and if you're educated enough. Because sometimes you're a Muslim, you're a believer, but you fall in the trap because you don't have enough ammunition. You're not immune enough. You don't know how to behave when something like that happens, actually. So, that uh, his foster mother, who is a very beautiful woman and the most powerful lady in Egypt back then, she locked all the doors 
and she wore the best lingerie and the best, uh, you know, sexy clothes, nice makeup and perfume. And then she confronted him, I'm all yours. She wanted to have sex with him. She wanted to sleep with him. And she's already married. She's already married. Married to the man whom he considered this man and her as his parents. As his parents. SubhanAllah. And the, the different dialects, Hi'tulak, I'm prepared for you. Hu'yi'tulak, I'm all yours. Hi'talak, take me. You know? And the Quran describes what she did as if you can visualize the incident. Ghallaqatil abwab. Lux upon really? lux. Force. Doors after doors. She secured everything. I'm all yours and no one is watching. So Yusuf, peace be upon him, and he wasn't a prophet yet. But he was a man of honor and manners. He said, I seek refuge with Allah. So seek a refuge with Allah the Almighty. Saved him. If he were to comply with her, like, you know, the, 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 the women of the high society, as they call them, you know, the wives of the various ministers, the business owners and merchants, the big shots, they started talking mm. about what uh, the first lady did when she tried to seduce, literally seduce, mm. Joseph, peace be upon him. What happened? Sheikh, don't tell us what happened because okay. we're just going to have a short break. Sure. You've got us all on the edge of our seats right now. But we're just going to take a short break. Join us after the break. We'll be right back. Assalamu alaikum Welcome back to the Fiqh of Love. Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I love you for the sake of Allah. I love you too, Sheikh. <laughs> Mashallah. Uh, you're going to have, uh, inshallah, by the end of, the, of the series, I'll understand <laughs> what that means. Sheikh, subhanAllah, before the break, we, we gave some examples of true the love. real true love. And we was also speaking about the lustful, love. delusional love, if yeah. you like, of, and you, you, you mentioned in the story of Yusuf, salam, Correct. when uh, a woman was imposing herself yeah. onto Yusuf. Well, um, I, w I was quoting the ayah which specifically mentioned this kind of uh, impassionating use of salam with mm. love. The Quran described it as love. Not the Quran described it, the Quran recounted what the rest of women in Egypt back then described it. وَقَالَ نِسْوَةٌ فِي الْمَدِينَةِ امْرَأَةُ الْعَزِيزِ تُرَاوِدُ فَتَاهَا عَنْ نَفْسِهِ قَدْ شَغَفَاهَا حُبَّا now the viewers should be aware of the term hub, mm. okay? Because love is hub in mm. Islam, in Arabic, hub, mm. okay? And that's why I would say, فِيلَّا I love you for Allah's sake. Uh, and, and, and you say, how you know how uh, the Americans say honey mm. uh, to their spouses? We say habibi for masculine and mm. habibati for mm. feminine. So it is from the root word hub mm. or love. So those women, they started talking and uh, they heard the rumor and they started spreading it. What did they say? Imratul Aziz, the first lady, she seduced or she tried to seduce her slave boy 
because he has impassioned her with love. She is possessed with his love. Mm. With his love. What kind of love is this? It's haram love. Mm. Absolutely forbidden. Not just because she is like his foster mother. Mm. Because we're going to learn, inshallah, what is halal and haram in the uh, relationship. And whom can you marry and whom you're not allowed to marry forever, not even to think about it. But because she was actually married, so a married woman <laughs> is impassionated yeah. with the love she is possessed with the love mm. of somebody else, no matter who is this person. So, <laughs> this is what they said, you know, we really believe that she's going astray. So when she heard the rumors, she prepared a feast for them and then she invited them all, those ladies of the big shots. And then she ordered Joseph to come out. Mm. And when he came out, they, you know, they were holding their fruits and their knives and they did not realize what they were doing. They ended up cutting their hands because they were so taken with the beauty of Joseph, peace be upon him. Oh. Uh, so she said, This is what you are blaming me for. Mm. And guess what? I'm going to seduce him again. <laughs> and mm. again and again, she insisted. Mm. So this kind of what? Forbidden love. Mm. Lustful love. Uh, which is based on mere lust. I just mm. want to sleep with him. Oh, I like this girl because of her body. Uh, mm. I like this guy because he's a bodybuilder. Yeah. Look at the true love in the mm. life of Prophet Muhammad mm. for the boys and the girls who are asking, does Islam recognize love? Of course it does. Mm. Everything in Islam is about love. Mm. Marriage is about love. Mm. Maintaining marriage is about love. Mm. So, Sheikh, what, 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 what would we do if, uh, if a, a Muslim woman loves a non-Muslim man? Well, this is a forbidden love because before you say a love uh, if you love for the qualities it's missing there mm. then it is the same kind of love like Imra'atul uh, Aziz the first lady who mm. loved Joseph peace be upon him why is that? what kind of comparison is this? well the Quran says in Surah Al-Baqarah the second chapter of the Quran that وَلَا تُنْكِحُ الْمُشْرِكِينَ حَتَّى يُؤْمِنُوا so this chapter is closed. It is not me. It is not Muhammad Salah. It is not Yujan. It is not Huda TV. It is not a particular sect of the Muslim Ummah. Mm. This is the Quran which says, don't you give your daughters or the girls who are under your guardianship in marriage to non-Muslims. Unless if they believe. Mm. And there is another chapter which is called Surah Al-Mumtahana. So Allah the Almighty said, فَلَا تَرْجِعُهُنَّ إِلَى الْكُفَّارِ لَهُنَّ حِلٌّ لَهُمْ وَلَهُمْ يَحِلُّونَ لَهُمْ Which means when uh, women started making hijrah, the Prophet ﷺ said, you're not allowed to send them back to their spouses because they become Muslims. Mm. They're not permissible for them anymore. So when you like somebody, you got to understand that, hey, what if you like a woman who's already ma uh, married? Mm. Haram. Mm. This chapter has to be closed from the beginning. Don't even think about it. Mm. Word off and dismiss the thought if it ever crosses your mind. This is exactly when you are walking in the street and you see a super nice, a beautiful girl. What you need to do? Ayah number 30, chapter An-Nur. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, 
قل للمؤمنين يغضوا من أبصارهم ويحفظوا فروجهم ذلك أزكى لهم So the Almighty Allah commanded the Prophet وسلم, to tell us, to tell the believers, if we are believers, to lower some of their gaze, not to look at a woman who's not lawful for you, not to look at her beauty, not to look at her body, because that would lead to God in your chastity and her chastity. So, this is important because merely acknowledging someone's beauty doesn't mean that you fell in love with them. You know, even Yusuf السلام, he recognized the beauty of the woman uh, in, in that scenario, but he didn't uh, go to the next step. Okay, he, l- l- let's uh, differentiate between acknowledging the love and falling in love. Hmm. Or acknowledging uh, the beauty. Uh, uh, acknowledging you know. the beauty, yeah. yes, yes, yes. That's absolutely right. You know, as long as you can see, obviously you will end up seeing somebody Mm. You will see. You will say, uh, "This guy is very handsome," mm. or "This uh, woman is beautiful." Okay, the Quran teaches us that if this woman is not a woman who is related to you, she's neither a mother, or a mm. sister, or a daughter, or an aunt, and obviously she's not your wife. Jinn, she is a foreigner for you. You're not allowed to give her a second look. Yeah, it's not like what people do. I really appreciate your beauty. You're, you look so beautiful. I've never seen any woman as beautiful as you. This is absolutely haram. And the consequences yeah. are haram uh, as well. Mm. But I saw a girl whom I like. Then I inquired about her. She's not married. She's at a marriageable age. She's from a good family. And, 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 and. Then we will follow the proper procedures of proposing in order to get married. Love is really, really appreciated in Islam. We're talking about the true love. You know, when the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was asked, and the question was, Amr ibn al-As, may Allah be pleased with him. He said to the Prophet Sallallahu O Prophet of Allah, whom do you love most? Man akthar man tuhib, man ahabu nasi ilayk. have used the term hub, love. Hmm. You know? For those who think that, oh, the life of the Prophet ﷺ and the companions was all about, you know, fighting with the swords, the spears, horseback riding and wrestling and bloodshed and jihad and all of that. No, it was full of love. So he says, Aisha. And he did not hesitate nor shy off to say to the companions that whom he loves most, his most beloved at large, was Aisha radiallahu anha. And Aisha... May Allah be pleased with her. Said in the hadith, مَا غِرْتُ مِنْ أَحَدٍ مَا غِرْتُ مِنْ خَدِيجَةٍ I never felt so jealous of anyone as much as I felt jealous of Khadija. Khadija. Khadija رضي الله عنها was the Prophet's very first wife hmm. who was, you know, way older than the Prophet ﷺ, at least 15 years. Hmm. Older than the, the Prophet ﷺ. Not only that, she died three years before the Prophet ﷺ got married to Aisha. Aisha was a little baby when Khadija died. So yeah. she's history, but not with the Prophet ﷺ. She was never history. Hmm. He would make mention, good mention of her. And whenever he would receive a guest who is related to her, he would honor him or her. And whenever they slaughter a sheep or a goat, he would uh, order send some of the meat to Suwaihibati Khadija, to Khadija's friends. Hmm. 
And this was even long after her death. Of course. Subhanallah. So that one day she expressed mm. her anger and jealousy <laughs> to the Prophet ﷺ of Khadija. And she said, you know, Khadija, Khadija, Khadija. You keep talking about Khadija. What is, what is the matter with you? Allah has given you much preacher woman, younger. The other lady was old and... The Prophet said, but, you know, I fell in love with her. I was obsessed with her love. Not because she died, she's history. No, I still love her and I love everything about her. When Hala, Khadija's sister, once came and he heard her voice from, you know, he's inside and heard somebody's seeking permission. So he said, Oh Allah, make her Hala. Who's Hala? Khadija's sister, mm -hmm. his sister in law. So of course Aisha was jealous. Even even the sound of anyone who's related to Aisha will make the Prophet وسلم, happy. And he said, But I love her. May Allah be pleased with Khadija, with Aisha, with the rest of the mothers of the believers. And may the peace be some blessings be upon Prophet Muhammad. So if we keep talking about the Prophet وسلم, and his love and uh, and so on. And loving Islam, loving mm. the Quran, loving the Sunnah, love in the life of the companions mm. of mm. the Prophet ﷺ with his spouses. Mm. Oh man, I don't know if we have time to cover another very interesting uh, story. No, I, I was thinking we, we, we'll wind it up there for this this particular episode. But subhanAllah, I think it's it's really opening my eyes, really just using these examples from our history, you know, from the Quran, from the Sunnah, great examples which really show us you know the correct way to go about marriage but i hope it is not opening your appetite to get married again well bismillah <laughs> <laughs> so subhanallah sheikh it's a very insightful episode alhamdulillah and, uh, thank you very much for joining us uh, but that's all we have time for this week so uh, inshallah you join us next time and uh, the people at home as well we encourage you to keep following and uh, watching these episodes and the more we can learn more and more about marriage join us next time for another episode of the fiqh of love assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh